TTB Music Podcast Obviously, I thought I was Prince for a moment. <laughs> I, I would have done some growling, but hey, hey, it's a bit easier on the throat. Yeah. Welcome back, listener and uh, listener's friend. Uh, podcast 11 of 2014. <laughs> and what a show we've got for you tonight. Hey, we certainly have. Uh, not only one album by Prince, but two albums by Prince. Um, Artificial Age and Plectrum Electrum. We also have the uh, new album from Cannibal Corpse, it's going to be Domain, Damien Rice's third album, my favourite Faded Fantasy, Primus, uh, with Primus from the Chocolate Factory, uh, which... No surprises for guessing what that is. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what you think it is. Yay! And Empire's uh, Orphan. So we'll start off with the short purple one. Yeah. And uh, like I said, two albums from Prince, 33rd and 34th. Studio albums, I believe. Yes. Are we, are we actually recording? Yeah, I'm uh, just checking. Yeah, we are actually recording this time. Uh, Woo! <laughs> I don't think you check, actually, yeah. Despite a final reminder from our listener. That, that is what that thing does, isn't it? That line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We've, oh, got, this, we've got this technology now. We, we've got yeah. it now. You know, it's, been, it's taken us five years to get to this point. I know. Yeah. So, back to Prince. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 33rd and 34th <laughs> album. Uh, back on a major label after a long the, time away and is it not the same major label he was on it is back on Warner again <laughs> the difference being this time that uh, Warner have agreed to that he owns the um, Masters ah them. okay uh, and so because of that we are treated to a a Prince solo album Artificial Age mm-hmm. and a Prince album with Third Eye Girl called Plectrum Electrum so was good bad indifferent all three Artificial Age um, I, it's it's a it's a classic Prince album. Oh, all right, okay. Let's define classic for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not a classic Prince album, but it, it's it's a very typical album of Prince. Um, it's uh, it's this is the pop one. Am I right? This is the pop one. This is the, the funky, the, the funky, dancey one. Yeah. yeah. Um, my only and this is probably one of my only criticisms of the album is the first minute or two, where um, he sort of sets himself up to a little bit in the style of Will I Am, mm, and I yeah. and I end up thinking to myself, Prince, you're better than this, surely. I mean, no disrespect to Mr. William, but but um, I, I thought that 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 he could do could do so much more, and then it kicks in, you know, yes, and it does kick in, and we have to, we have um, we have artificial cage, and we have um, clouds, which are sort of absolutely fantastic pieces of Prince weirdness which is just great and and then you get a couple of really sort of what you would think would be typical prince songs yeah. i mean these songs could have been lifted from any album from the late 80s onwards Very but, true. but but in such a way as always you know you know it's it's it, it's got enough current in it to keep you keep you interested um breakdown in particular i, I really enjoyed I think that's you know, possibly the standout track it on is. Artificial Cage. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So that, that that's the one that really a- appealed to me. Um, I also like Funk and Roll. 
the only um, one the only one that features on both albums yes exactly come, come, come to that I, I like both versions as well the version on here of course is a bit more It's got, you couldn't call it a, v, a remix but it's more of a version yeah of, it's, of, it's more funky it's more funky uh, it's got that remix vibe to it you're the one being um, a bit more rolly yeah <laughs> absolutely um, and, and somewhere in the middle you've got a, a couple of other classics Breakfast Can Wait and This Could Be a, This Could Be a, <laughs> which uh, which is just brilliant. It's just brilliant. So I didn't realise you did. Yeah, I, I can now do Prince impressions. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to do Cannibal Corpse impressions, but I can do Prince impressions. Um, so overall, really enjoyed this album more than I thought I was going to. Mm. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll sort sort of uh, give away my opinion of the of the. the, the second, See, I'm holding. I'm holding back. Second album. I'm so holding first, back on by, that. Say, by saying that I, I think it's the. Uh, Don't you? The weaker of the two albums, for me. Well, this one. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we established which album one. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. And, and, and while I say that, and what I'd like to kind of express my opinions of them to get together is because the, sec- the second album, Plectrum Electrum, reminded me a lot, because it's, it, I, this is more of, a, that's more of a rock album than... Yes, than this album. And it reminded me a lot, actually, of the much maligned Chaos and Disorder album from 1996. Um, which I'm actually a fan of, and that year was also the year that Prince um, released um, oh, what was the album called? Uh, Emancipation. Mm. And so I think uh, Artificial Age is kind of the emancipation to mm. Plectrum Electrum's Chaos and Disorder. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And in the same way, same way, I preferred Chaos and Disorder to Emancipation. Yeah. Um, but Emancipation had some really good tracks tracks on it, and I think Artificial Age similarly does. And I think you're right. I think the first three tracks in particular, I think, are really good. Artificial Cage, uh, Clouds with its um, what's the line there? Kind of the kiss on the neck kind the kiss, of thing. Kiss on the neck. Which, which, which Go is, over and get a flower. Which is really in the good. Yeah. You yeah. know, you should never underestimate the effect of a kiss on the neck. Yeah. Which is actually very true. It is very true. Really, really mm, good line. Sexy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as you say, Breakdown is, is is a classic Prince ballad. Yeah. But a, a really high standard Prince ballad. Yeah. Um, really high standard. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And then you've got this. You know, where that's out, where artificial age is let down, I think, some ways. I don't think it kind of has the convictions of the um, concept that it sets it out. Has for a, it does have a concept, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. That, the that all the really talky works. bits kind of relate to a concept. Yeah. Which is all done by. I love her voice, by the way. Yeah, that sort of that that it was it was like listening. It was oh my goodness, uh, I can't believe we're going to say it. it. It was so so sort of British in an yeah. American sort of way. Well, we've reviewed her before on the podcast, have we? We, 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 we didn't review her album. We reviewed no. her when she was on the BBC One oh, to Watch. Yeah, okay. Oh, I didn't realise that. Okay, um, well, there we go. So yeah, uh, I, I think that I think the concept of that album doesn't actually work as well. As the concept of Plectrum Electrum, which seems yeah. to be, let's write a, a band rock album. Yeah. And for whatever reason, that seems to have focused, I think, Prince more on the songwriting and the way it kind of fits together as as, as an album. So I actually think Plectrum Electrum is a is a terrific record. Starts off with Wow, which I think is just brilliant track. Um, then you get kind of uh, Pretz on Bloody Logic, also quite quite fun. Petrol Electrum, the title track, is a terrific mm. kind of instrumental piece. Yeah. 
give him Prince a chance to show off his uh, yes, guitar chops, which superb. he does quite quite a bit on the Absolutely. album. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Fiction Life Up, similarly really good. Another love, great track. And as you say, Funk and Roll, both versions, as both you right versions, to say, yeah. are really, really good. Uh, I, I really, really like this record, actually. Um, it is possibly my favourite album, Prince album since Chaos and Disorder Gosh, right, okay. in 1996. Right. I, I mean, I have to say, it's a very, it, compared to, to Artificial Age, it's uh, <laughs> Artificial Age, um, it's, um, it's a much tighter album. And you feel that, that, that there is that benefit of him just sort of going out with a band and and doing what he wants to do. Yeah. And it feels much more like a live show. Um, um, but shout out to to, to the Three Eyed Girl girls as well because I actually really enjoyed White Caps. Yes, lovely track. Which lovely is track. the sort of the ba- again it's a classic Prince style ballad, but obviously with female vocal. Uh, which obviously he's yeah. There's a lot of that. Yes. Over the years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Indeed. Mm. So we're saying basically a thumbs up for the return of Princeton. Yeah, absolutely. Um, these two albums together. Listen to Artificial Age first, then Plectrum Electrum is my advice. That's the way I did it. So is that the way you did so it? Oh, okay. I was paying attention. No, very good. It's good, good. Because I, I kind of, I kind of split the two up and sort of listened to the other things in between, just to get a sense of perspective. But yeah, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> and on I, those I, things I, in I, between, I, so I can imagine your perspective really. If My it, perspective. If Cannibal Corpse, Skeleton, Skeleton Domain was one of those albums. It was. <laughs> so, the thirteenth album from the American death metal band. Really? Yeah, Cannibal Corpse. Ow. Uh, uh, it's safe to say this is full attack, full, <laughs> full splatter, gore, full everything, and fully boring, really. Yeah. Um, this is one of those weird occasions when I'm really glad that we reviewed another album earlier on in the year, particularly it, the Behemoth album, mm. um, which was a fellow growling metal mm. act, mm. Um, which was handily acts as a perfect comparison to this record. Yeah. And the one thing that uh, I think a sky called Domain succeeds in doing is highlighting just how much of a better record mm. Behemoth the Satanist actually is. Yeah, did, I mean, that, that's the thing. We, we, it's not like we're averse to reviewing this sort of music, and we've done it. I think we've done it this year, particularly. We have uh, extensively. Um, the, the the this album is just it's just dull. Yeah, it's just dull because musically it's not that interesting. All right, there's. I think on penultimate track, Asphyxiate to Resuscitate, there's a little bit of um, interesting in- proto-industrial sort of guitar-y stuff with a drum machine that reminded me there of is, yes. Ministry. Um, or, ministry, yeah. Or possibly, a, yes. yeah, more nin- Ministry than Nin. And um, so, th- so yeah, I had to get to the final track or two to, to get that. Um, but other than that, it's just it's just dull. The, in that same track, though, most amusingly, there is a lyric that sounds like, although I can't be 100% certain, sounds like cover your ears, which I think is the best <laughs> best selling point of this album. Yeah. Oh, no, the best selling point, the best about the highlight for me, there is a sustained four second break. break. <laughs> between Vector of Cruelty and Bloodstained Cement <laughs> and it was just bliss that was four seconds of breathe <sighs> yeah 
<laughs> before the onslaught started again. Yeah, I, oh. I, I agree. I, it, it is an album that does feel like going through the motions of the whole Death Speed metal thing. Yeah. You know, you've got your nods, as you said, you've got your nods to yeah. Metallica, there are Slayer, the nods, Megadeth, the nods are there, yeah. their own yeah. back catalogue, mm. um, without any track really hanging together, really. I mean, there are some nice, there's occasional nice riffs, there's a nice bit of guitar yeah. shredding, yeah. but uh, as you say, it all rings a bit hollow, really. Yeah. Um, and because of that, it does end up feeling twice its 43-minute running time <laughs> when trying to listen to it as an album. Uh, so even as a professed metal fan, listening to this album was a bit of it a, was hard. a, this a was chore. Hard. Yeah. This and, is hard work. You know, if, as Killen Become suggests, uh, you do fire up your chainsaw, I would suggest taking it to this record, <laughs> frankly. Oh, gosh. Anyway, moving Rank. on to... Pause. Yes, move, move, moving on to slightly quieter stuff. We have the long-awaited <laughs> third album from uh, Damien Rice, my yeah. favourite faded fantasy. Uh, apparently eight years since Nine came out. You would have thought he could have hanged on, hold on for another year to make it. Kind of, <laughs> make you know, it good marketing kind of thing. Or Nine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, although the album has eight tracks, it presumably has taken a year to write each one by the sounds of it. Um, <laughs> and almost that long to listen to them. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, Damien Rice back, uh, Rick Rubin in the production chair. And uh... <laughs> he's done a he's done a Rick Rubin on Damien Rice. He's reminded us of all why we liked the first album in the first place. <laughs> yeah, take it away from there, Pete. <laughs> um, okay, let's be honest. Um, this this album I I struggled with to start with, and um, I certainly struggled with the first two or three tracks um, because they are very long tracks. And I, as a consequence, I feel that the album takes a while to establish itself, and uh, and it sort of it's difficult to sort of break into into it. That said, there comes a moment, track track four or five, where I suddenly remembered what I actually did quite like about Damien Rice's earlier stuff. Um, I can see, I can like see Blunt. I can see Scott pulling a face. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> Sorry, when you said that, it went, I don't want to change you. Every time, I, every time I've played, played this album, I just think James Blunt yeah. comes on. Okay, that's the limit. And I, th I, don't, I think the introduction of a full sweeping orchestra probably doesn't help. <laughs> but it does detract from the quietness of the album when you have a full sweeping orchestra blasting in your ears as well. It does, yeah. yeah. Um, there are there are some some tracks on this. I actually found, particularly in the second half of the album. Oh, oh my goodness! Well, there's a clue as to when we're filming, um, recording even. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of either the studio is under attack or it's a bonfire night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, what I well, I'll try and continue. It's a bit like having the sweeping orchestra in your ears. Or, Live from Syria. Or the the, the cannibal corpse <laughs> drum solo behind me. Boom. Um, Someone's trying to stop us from reviewing Damien Rice. <laughs> really? It's not that bad. Um, the second half of the album is... Um, almost I, as long as the first half. Almost as long as the first half, but I actually quite enjoyed it. I don't know if I was sort of bullied into this opinion by the, the first half of the album, um, but I actually quite enjoyed listening to him, and I quite enjoyed the the process of, of each track and, and how, you know lyrically it fit together how it worked with the orchestra and I found it got more settled in the second half of the album yeah. or maybe I was just numbed um, yes yeah, so I was numbed by the end of it I so have I, I have I, I quite enjoyed this um, you know I, I, I wrote my, the first thing I wrote down I mean, I about this quite album quite enjoyed it yeah first yeah. thing I wrote down about this album was it's a nice album <laughs> mm. the second thing I wrote was 
It's an album for people that own Lighthouse Family albums. Oh, that's harsh. Because <laughs> I hate the Lighthouse Family. <laughs> <laughs> that was just what I thought. I, 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 know, I know what you're saying. It's, it's Again, like the Cannibal Corpse album, but for different reasons. It's an album that feels longer than it is, and needlessly so. I mean, like I said, most of the tracks on this, five minutes is the shortest track on this album. Hmm. And there are several that are, you know, the second track it takes a lot to know a man is almost ten minutes. Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, <laughs> see, I actually don't. I actually don't mind it as a track. Track at least the first bit of it. Yeah. But it's a track that should have ended after four minutes. Yeah. It doesn't need another six minutes no. at all. Um, similarly, the, the opening track actually, my favourite Fed Fantasy. I was listening to that and just thinking, this would be great if it was like a Portishead remix. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. As you say, the middle of it gets a bit kind of bland, bland and blunty, but it was fine. The box, I thought, was one of the most interesting tracks on the album, actually, because I had that kind of... When it actually kicks in, mm. it has that kind of element of kind of 70s Bond theme. Yeah, it or, takes you... Or kind of Harry take, Palmer yeah, kind it of takes you, it takes Yeah, it takes you with it, you know. So the box, I actually quite liked. <laughs> that was what was working for me on a yeah. more. Final two tracks, I yeah. thought, were perhaps the dullest things I'd heard in a long time. I like the fact that Long, Long Way, the final... Long, 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 Long Way, <laughs> the final track... Finished on an oboe. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I got so bored by that point that that actually did pass me by, despite listening to the album three times. Okay, all right, fair enough. You missed the oboe. Yeah. So overall, I'm going to say it's it. Yeah, I can't. Agree. That's a very good way of summing it up. I think you meant it in a more derogatory fashion. But it is a nice album. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it derogatory. I mean, it's just, it is a nice fact. It is a nice album. It is, you know, one for dinner parties, folks. Yeah, nice. And Christmas is coming up. This is very true. Yeah. So, moving on uh, to the eighth studio album from rock band Primus. Uh, and uh, it's called Primus and the Chocolate Factory. And, and that's primarily because this album is actually a reimagining of the soundtrack of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, and it's, um, yeah, it's kind of bonkers. Mm. Um, bonkers to bonkers. Yeah. Um, Oh, I'm, I'm almost speechless. It's it's, kind of, it's, a, it's a truly splendidly warped reinterpretation of the work that's a bit actually reminded me a hell of a lot of Frank Zappa. Yeah, uh, it's almost like Zappa doing Wonka with a spring, little tiny sprinkling of Todd Rundgren, um, which obviously is not a bad thing in my mind. <laughs> Zappa or Rundgren, uh, and yeah. that's two things. I loved it. Yeah, no, I really really enjoyed this record. It's hard to describe. It's yeah. hard to describe it other than saying you know. <laughs> Umpa Lumpa. The the, uh, <laughs> the, con the concept seems very flaming Lipsian. Yeah, um, who seem to be making the whole career out of doing, yeah. covering, recovering albums. Uh, but but uh, I, I, I understand that they've kind of gone off the boil. Um, that's another podcast. Um, but as far as Primus is concerned, it's the reinterpretation aspect that really was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Because, as you say, it, it sort of taps into the soul of... Of um, of Willy Wonka, hmm. the darkness of it. The, the darkness of it is definitely there, um, and I, I do wonder if rather than record a classic album like Sgt Pepper or Dark Side of the Moon, actually plumping for a soundtrack from a much favoured seventies movie is actually a really neat idea, and they bring something of themselves to it. 
and the reinterpretations of, 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 of some of the tracks on here. I mean, some of the tracks, you've got to remember this album, some of the tracks on here have, have become classics in their own right. Absolutely. The Pure Imagination, I mean, Candyman. Exactly. Yeah. Pure Imagination. You, it's almost a, a sacred cow. You know, you don't mess with it. They do mess with it. And they actually, oh, yeah. then they do it, they do it really well. It takes a couple of listens because cause you, you, you're kind of expecting the whole, you know, but actually it's nothing like that at all. Um, yeah, it's definitely nothing like that at all. I, I, I mean, I mean, the umpa lumpa. So I mean, just talking about thrash metal a minute ago, you can imagine, umpa lumpa, you know, it's like, you know, it, it's hilarious. Um, so this album, yes, really enjoyed, will bring a smile to your face. Absolutely. Uh, yes. and, and it would be great. Unfortunately, it'd be hard to match up the kind of, on some of the main songs match up the the mouths but other than that it would have been nice to kind of have this kind of score over, over <laughs> yeah, the original to do, do the score thing yeah <laughs> well and, you know I also like Trent Reznor pay attention bit more of this <laughs> kind of stuff less of the beep boop boop <laughs> Stuff really starting to get tired from there, really. Yeah, you've not listened to Gone Girl. Though. I have listened to Gone Girl. No, I haven't. Oh, okay, I've already I've already got it. I owned the, I, you know, I've got the other two soundtrack albums. Yeah, no. Um, I, well, we're not talking about it, but Gone Girl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's a progression. I quite enjoyed it. We can talk about that next time. Or not. Or not. Um. <laughs> so we finish off with the third formal studio album from a Chicago indie band called Empires, and the album is called Orphan. Um, yeah, it's the Killers, isn't it? It is the Killers, or is it? Because I found again kind of the reverse effect of the the Damien Rice album. I found the first couple of tracks really, really good. Yeah. Um, Silver Fire and the title track Orphan um, thought this is going to be a great indie album we've not had a good um, indie album for a while no and we haven't had <laughs> a good indie album for a while without spoiling the rest of my review um, it, it kind of goes off somewhere in the middle and it's like it's they pull it so together with those first two or three tracks in terms of what how they're going to establish themselves, what their style is alright killers ish um and then they kind of break it down and lose it a little bit. It, it goes at one at one point. It's the Strokes, and then it's Franz Ferdinand, and those are two sort of bands that you can't imagine touring together or playing back to back. You know, um, and it goes a very Franz Ferdinandian in in the middle. Um, and it, I mean, to be fair, it picks up again towards the end, um, but never quite returns to the glory of the, the sort of opening two or three tracks. Yeah, it, in it, my opinion. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I got started off and I got, not knowing anything about the band before we decided to do this one. It was one of those ones like I thought, oh yes, they've pretty much pillaged the same kind of Duran, hmm. Simple Minds, U2, hmm. OMD template that the Killers took. Yeah, um, but not and, as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, I, so I would disagree slightly. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, I'd agree on the whole. Although, mm. given that we reviewed the last Killers album. I think I actually enjoyed this record more than the yes, last Killers. No, that, that's a given. Um, <laughs> so they're they're currently doing the Killers better than the Killers are. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The album starts off pretty good. I, I like. I like. I talking of songs that are very Killers. I think um, the title track, mm. Honey Blood and Journey Kid, right at the tail end of yeah. the, the album, are very yeah. Killers uh, type pop. Yeah. Um, how good does it feel in the middle of the album is uh, it was the first, I think it was the first single off the album is very very catchy ah. as well um, and I think they're a band that certainly have uh, all the ingredients and to well all the ingredients to become a household name actually you know, they, yeah. they, in the right circumstances there is definitely 
material on here that you can imagine being played and being played a lot by people. Yeah, um, I agree. And as I say, I think it's better than the last. The, the elements are all there. Um, what I'm saying is, it, they, they, it doesn't sustain across the whole album. No, it doesn't. You're right. Uh, I like the guy's voice. It has very hints of kind of Brian Ferry going on there at, at times, which I quite liked. Um, but yeah, overall, I think you're right. It doesn't quite starts off. You're thinking, yeah, this could be this could be the one. This could be that <laughs> great indie album we've been looking for for years. Yeah, it is years as well, sadly. It's uh, five, five years, I think. But it's not. Uh, <laughs> no. Sadly. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it's always great to add another bummer, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So my album, of the, my album of the month is is, is Primus, <laughs> closely followed by hey. cl- closely followed by Plectrum Electrum. Okay. Um, oh, it's a tough one this time. It really is because um, the quirkiness of Primus is, um, you know, it's, it's it's a great thing. But I, I don't think I can mostly hand on heart say it's my favourite. Album of of the podcast. So that but, Cannibal Corpse? Yeah, it's Cannibal Corpse. No, no, it's certainly not Cannibal Corpse. In fact, I think I have an award in mind for that later this year. Um, it's going to be. I'm going to go with Prince, um, and I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to say I like both of them equally. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. And on that note, we shall leave you and return in December for more than one podcast. That doesn't feel right somehow, but yes. I know. Where has the year gone? I don't know. That classic album hasn't turned up yet, has it? Uh, no. <laughs> Plenty of solid ones. Yes. Indeed. But that's it then. Yeah. Something for another time. See you then. You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast. <laughs>